to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. Zach, <laughs> you said you were ready. Hello, this is the Game Tea Podcast. <laughs> I mean, what are you eating, Zach? Chips right now because I thought we were on lunch I, break. I just asked. <laughs> I just asked if you were ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. Game I, tea. I heard him with the chips too. <laughs> I felt like I was talking to a dog, like, Zach, what do you have? <laughs> munch, munch, munch. Um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> okay. Take two. No, no, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> they already know who we are. All right, cut to commercial. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Zach still hesitated. <laughs> he was <just> like, <laughs> he's like licking his fingers, whatever. What's my name? He's <laughs> like, I got the giggles. <laughs> All right. So we have kind of an abnormal episode this week for our segment. Um, we're going to address something that happened about a week ago um, regarding YouTube. And now don't let our, our pleasant and goofy demeanors at the beginning of this episode uh, steer you in the wrong direction because this is going to be a very heavy episode. I wouldn't say it's that heavy, but Zar, God, way his expectations nice and high. <laughs> it's heavy. It's heavy if you have a dog in the race, and Zar as a YouTuber definitely did. So about two weeks ago from the time this is going to drop, and we still think it's relevant to talk about, which is why we're talking about it. We are going to be talking about the hashtag Answer Us YouTube that was trending on Twitter for a little while. Uh, we want to talk about kind of what's going on with YouTube and uh, what's going to happen from here and how it's personally affected us at Game Tea. Because the question on your mind was probably going to be, well, what does this have to do with gaming? And the answer is everything. Gaming on YouTube has been prominent for quite some time, starting with the OG PewDiePie himself, and honestly, even before that. And it started off great. YouTube started off as this platform where all types of content creators could come and freely make content to provide to an audience. And it still is like that, to be honest, but with a lot more restrictions on what people are able to do to the point where the freedom of creativity has been dwindled down quite significantly to where these content creators who are on the platform have been scared. And gaming on YouTube is so prominent and it's so important to the gaming culture as a whole that, I mean, think about it, guys. When uh, we had the last Xbox event, like the pre-show, the speaker brought on a guest. Well, he brought on tons of guests, but the very first guest he brought on was Jacksepticeye. And I think that says a lot, that the very first guest that this person who's about to announce with the generator, the 
next generation of gaming is going to be looking like, the first person he wanted to bring on was a YouTuber because he knew what a big impact that these people have on the industry. Not only that, but even at the Game Awards now, we have a separate segment called Content Creator Award, like the best mm-hmm. nurse content creator. And those are all YouTubers and streamers. Exactly. So this is not unimportant to gaming. In fact, this impact impacts gaming in a very significant way. That being how YouTube has slowly been really restricting the freedom of content creators and with Answerus YouTube trending, kind of how that all came to a culmination, seeing how smaller scale creators reacted, how bigger scale content creators reacted, and how YouTube reacted. There's quite a bit to this story. The reason why it impacts us directly on the Game Tea podcast, uh, well, Zar, take a little bit of it from here. I mean, why do you care so deeply about what's going on with YouTube right now? Well, as as JP alluded to before, I, I am a YouTube content creator. I, I have had my hand in it, and I would say I'm more on the smaller scale end, like absolutely unnoticed. Hey, I noticed you, buddy. Oh, thanks. And he even gave the kissy sound, so you know he's serious. Zach, <laughs> Zach is always there for you. Zach's a good friend. Salty fish game. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Salty fish game. There it is. <laughs> Uh, find it on YouTube, but um, I, I have also felt the pressure from YouTube, and I think it all kind of started gearing this way because when YouTube started, anybody could put whatever they wanted on, and people found it funny because YouTube wasn't, like, huge. It had just started, but all of a sudden, they had an explosion. They started making money. They started getting sponsorships. They started having billions of people dropping onto their platform daily. And I don't think YouTube ever envisioned going that direction, like at least with such momentum and force. And I think that the reason a lot of people have been hating YouTube is because as they grow this fan base and as they make billions of dollars off of YouTube videos that anybody can put up, They have to continually change the rules because this is unseen. This has never been done in our society. And so they're still trying to figure it out. How they've been doing it is awful. Everybody is pissed. I, my first YouTube channel, I used to be Salty Fish Gaming. Now I had to shorten it to Salty Fish Game because I lost that due to some copyright infringement that I had no idea about. I just turned on my computer one day, tried to log on to YouTube to post a video and my account was banned. Wow. There was, there was no, yeah. Yeah. There was no explanation. There was no way to appeal. It just said, and, and not only was my YouTube account banned, but somehow it leaked all the way to my Google account. Like this cut me off from the Google drive it cut me off from any use publicly with that Gmail account. And unfortunately, I was still in school at the time and using that account as my Google Drive. So I had to start from scratch over something I, I never was clear about. Still to this day, have never gotten an answer about that. So I started a new channel. That went great. Had a couple more copyright infringements. 
I remember I was playing Layers of Fear or maybe it was Dying Reborn and I walked past a gramophone, turned it off because I was like, oh, that's probably copyright. No idea what the song, it played like three beats and YouTube was like, hey, you're going to get a strike if you do this. Like it was in the game and I turned the damn gramophone off. (laughs) (laughs) Like what more do you want from me? I haven't beaten the game. I don't know what music scores they used. So, Zar, if it's okay with you, uh, first of all, I love that now we have your background as a YouTuber. I want to start this off. I'll kind of give the explanation of how Answer Us YouTube actually became trending. What got us to this point? Absolutely. And then I would love to hear more as a YouTuber yourself, how you feel about this. Are you surprised? And what do you want to see changed? Absolutely. So let's, uh, Zach, do you have any questions? Yeah, I've been saying, yeah, mm-hmm, and that's going to be me kind of most episode. Yeah, I know. I, I do think that this is a very important issue. I just don't know very much about it. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm here to learn with you guys, viewers, listeners. And uh, I'm sorry, Zar. It does seem like a headache. Oh, yeah. Nightmare. <laughs> So this all started, uh, the hashtag answer us YouTube. I mean, the truth is that while, like I said earlier, YouTube started off as a place where people could really freely, freely make content. Look at PewDiePie's early content, for example. I mean, it was so honestly a little too much freedom. I'm not saying that YouTube has to provide unlimited freedom to its content creators because like Zara said, when you get as big as YouTube has as to what it provides to content creators, of course there has to be reasonable restrictions on that. You're 100% right. It started out as that free post whatever you want. Hell, YouTube had porn that was yeah. regularly uploaded back in the day. Like, yes, you could just go you onto YouTube absolutely and- right. Yeah. So they had to put those restrictions, and this is kind of where we're at. And I get that, but I can't exactly pinpoint at what time, at what point in this big timeline they started taking it too far. But essentially, I want to say it was like a couple years probably after like the bigger guys like Jacksepticeye and Markiplier and all the other channels that tried to follow suit. That's when they hit the scene, like a couple years after that is when you started to get these ridiculous YouTube guidelines of just going way too far with what they would start to claim as copyrighted content, what they would take down channels for, what they take down videos for. They went way too far. And it's been slowly coming to the peak of this mountain where their rules were getting more and more ridiculous. And these content creators would just have to capitulate because where else were they going to put their content? You know, that's the worst part about all of this, in my opinion, was there was nowhere else for these content creators to really go. So they had to either suck it up and abide by YouTube's rules or just say, well, I guess that's it for my career. And I think that's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's terrifying. And, you know, we talked about on a few episodes ago, making fun of Epic calling Apple and Google a monopoly. But no, YouTube is a definite monopoly. This is like the only platform that's not porn based where you can do this. (laughs) And what's funny about that is a few of the YouTubers I love started posting videos on Pornhub just because let's see what happens here. Yeah, let's see if Pornhub can take the YouTube scene. Yeah, okay. So this has been building up for a while where content creators are having their freedom stripped away a little bit more at a time from YouTube. This Answer Us YouTube uh, hashtag started up, I want to say about two weeks ago now. It all started with this content creator called Moist Critical. 
and I guess his name is Charlie. He create he creates content on YouTube that I guess is based more around like reaction videos to like funny thing, funny videos you find on the internet. It's not uncommon. Every big YouTuber has like a try not to laugh challenge where they just watch funny videos and react to it. So Moist Critical's video uh, got his channel got striked. And if you don't know how the strike system on YouTube works, it, you get a strike whenever you do something that YouTube doesn't like along these lines. And the first strike isn't a huge deal. The second one takes away some of your creator privileges. And the third one, your channel's taken down completely. And it's really arbitrary and it's really hard to fight. So Moist Critical posted one of these reaction videos and he got a strike on his channel for watching this video that YouTube said quote unquote was like inciting rage and like anger and just wasn't friendly. Well, the hypocritical thing about this was one of the biggest content creators on the platform, Markiplier, you've heard us talk about him a lot, but honestly, if you're a gamer, you know who Markiplier is. He is a very influential person in gaming on YouTube and overall known as YouTube Sweetheart, one of the nicest guys on the platform, one of the most beloved creators. And now I think it's, it's important to highlight that this entire video that was deemed shocking and disturbing was entirely staged this to set the scene here it's it was a road rage video where some van like cuts off a small car and like small car honks and like so they both every every party gets out of the car to like get in a brawl yeah but here's the thing everyone who gets outside of the car is in a mascot suit. There's like a Mickey Mouse, there's a SpongeBob, there's like a big dog looking thing. There's Scrat from Ice Age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just mascots like pretending to beat the crap out of each other over a, a miscommunication on the road. And so it's entirely fake. No one was hurt. And also, by the way, the original video is still up on YouTube. Nothing has happened to that video. It was just the people who reacted to it. And Charlie or Critical Moist and Markiplier, they did this, but this really started a landslide with some really small channel. And I apologize to the listeners out there. I do not remember what her name is, but she made a reaction video, got a strike. And then several small channels started get, making these reaction videos and getting strikes. And I don't know where along mm -hmm. the line Critical got a strike, but then that's when things exploded. So Critical tweeted out, hey, Markiplier also made a laughing about the same, or Markiplier also made a laughing video about the exact th same thing that you just gave me a strike for. When's he getting his strike? And Markiplier, being the absolute G that he is, tweeted back, fair is fair, YouTube, where's my strike? That's what I love the most about Markiplier, how he stands up for the little guy. Everybody on Twitter, when when mm -hmm. critical posted this was <laughs> mm -hmm. everybody on Twitter when when critical posted this was like what the fuck are you doing you keep Markiplier out of this you don't say Markiplier and then Markiplier comes in and he's like no 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 guys guys he's right I should get a strike too like that is admirable Mark you are you are the wholesome person on the internet right now so then YouTube, one of YouTube's most beloved, nicest content creators came out to defend Moist Critical. And in an incredibly unexpected turn of events, YouTube gave Markiplier a channel strike for the video. They doubled down, absolutely, and gave Markiplier a freaking channel strike. 
And Mark didn't cry or complain. He tweeted, LOL, there it is, and then showed the video or showed the copyright strike. What a man. That's just crazy. And this is his first strike, I believe, ever. And he's had this channel for what, like 11 years now? Well, fun story about Markiplier, and I'll share it here in a little while. Or no, I'll share it now. He also had his first channel deleted, a lot like you, Czar. He used to just be Markiplier. And the reason why he's now Markiplier Game is because YouTube deleted his first channel. So this is, this is kind of a trend. Not to like crap on the little people, but this is Markiplier's livelihood. Like he doesn't have a second job or anything. Like he, he's a YouTuber, he's a streamer. Like that's like his day job. So that is a very bold statement to make and a very bold claim to put his money where his mouth is because that is his livelihood he's putting on the line. Absolutely. I don't think anybody was expecting YouTube to call this bluff. They expected no. like YouTube to submit an apology or even just sweep everything under the rug and just continue to go dark. But no, they actually did it. They took a stance and gave somebody who like makes money for their platform. Like they make a lot of money off of Markiplier and they gave him a strike. And so my question is, is like, if they continue to do this, um, and this is a little bit speculation past the answer as YouTube, but if they continue to do this, how are they supposed to regulate this content while keeping the people who make money for them happy? Because they can't just continue Precisely. to give the biggest moneymaker strikes. They're going to lose it. So the, the question now is, okay, Markiplier got a channel strike. Everybody is outraged at this point. Because, I mean, that's, that's kind of where this is messed up. And I'll get into this in a minute. But Markiplier being so huge and having the audience he does, everybody lost their minds. That's when hashtag AnswerUsYouTube went absolutely crazy. And YouTube who originally doubled down and gave Mark a freaking channel strike. By the way, whoever did that is probably fired right now. Um, Team YouTube responded to Mark and Moist Critical saying this. This is definitely not the, or, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. Markiplier responded after saying, LOL, there it is, and showing the ch channel strike, said, to be absolutely clear, I don't blame the moistest man on the internet, Moist Critical, at all for this. Fair is fair, and if this is the game that at YouTube wants to play, I've got my SpongeBob costume on, and I'm ready to throw hands. <laughs> I love that. He he, co he constantly goes back to that in his Twitter. Like, I'm going to put on that SpongeBob costume. It's sitting right beside me. Come on, YouTube. And that's where Team YouTube went, oh, shit, we just made a huge mistake. And they tweeted, this is definitely not the game we want to play. We're so sorry for the confusion and frustration here. Your video and others are back up and the associated strikes have been removed. Also followed up with Moist Critical here. So YouTube, after doubling down and giving Markiplier a copyright strike, or just a channel strike, sorry, not a copyright strike, removed both the strikes after they were getting absolutely berated on Twitter and on the platform altogether. Everybody rallied behind the creators and they went down like a little bitch. By the way, I do not have a YouTube channel, so I don't care. I mean, giving Crit Moist Critical and all these smaller creators a strike was a bitch move. Giving Markiplier a strike was a bitch move. And then removing the strikes when you saw how people on Twitter were reacting is a bitch move. They full on just surrendered. They laid down their arms and were just like, okay, we're done, we're sorry. Can we go back to normal now? Hit the reset button. 
And that's pretty much where we are. The last thing I'll say before I hand this off to Czar is, so everybody was like, oh, yay, we won this battle. But I actually made a tweet on my own uh, personal Twitter because that YouTube made the apology and I made a retweet of the apology. I said, would this apology have been issued if Answer Us YouTube wasn't trending? Would this apology have happened if one of YouTube's biggest creators didn't say anything? I know there are good people at YouTube, but the concerns of its creators need to be heard always. And I absolutely stand by that. I'm of the opinion that if Moist Critical did not bring Markiplier into this and Answer Us YouTube wasn't trending, they wouldn't have given two shits. Oh, no. They would have continued to berate the smaller creators on the platform because nobody could have done anything about it. But then, you know, the king himself, the king of the squirrels, Markiplier. The king of the that's a, that, that is Yeah, that's a very, that is a very old Markiplier reference. You got to be an OG Markiplier fan. Oh, it's such a funny video. Everybody should go check it out. It's hilarious. It's like his third video. Just scroll all the way down. But I'm a huge Markiplier fan, so. But I mean, like, that's my final point before I hand this off to Czar. Is Answerus YouTube, is tr when it was trending, it's important. I wanted to make the point that even though YouTube is apologizing and trying to back up in their steps, that they probably would not have been doing that if Markiplier didn't speak up or some other big content creator. I completely agree. This would have been swept under the rug had they not brought like one of the top five in. I, I kind of want to circle back a little bit to another point that Critical Moist made. Um, he was particularly outraged about this because a few years back, um, Critical Moist did a YouTube video about the abuse of animals on YouTube because you can go onto the platform right now even after everything that happened with the strikes from uh, Answer Us YouTube. Mm. And there are people, specifically one channel in general, who is like a satanic cult leader who makes violent videos of dismembering and disemboweling cats. What? Like he, yeah. He, on YouTube, you can find this uncensored to this day, like six years later, a man taking a knife to living cats and ending their lives on the platform and dogs. And this, this asshole, this fucking degenerate of life has started a cult following and hundreds of other channels are doing the exact same thing, slitting cats throats, carving dogs up. And so Critical Moist did a video trying to bring this to light and being like, YouTube, this is not okay. Out of all of the restrictions you have, you cannot allow torture and dismemberment of living creatures on your platform. That goes against everything you have stood for. And so critical getting this strike on his channel for a fake road rage video just pissed him off. And I think that's what drove him to include Markiplier because he tweeted several times after getting the strike before bringing Markiplier into this and about his outrage about innocent little house pets being murdered on the platform. That literally sounds so grotesque, I don't even believe it. I don't believe that that's a thing. I checked it out, it is. Unfortunately, it absolutely, it, I, I couldn't watch it. I it's, it's horrible. And there's like millions of views and likes on these videos and it's, it's grotesque and YouTube just leaves it. So in my opinion, this is not done. Like Answerus YouTube is just starting. They may have tried to clear the air, 
But that didn't work because, as you said, JP, they've just been making bitch move after bitch move after bitch move. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I understand that there needs to be rules and restrictions for content creators, but this is going way too far. And now that begs the question um, for you, Czar, as a YouTube content creator, how do you feel about all of this? Um, what are you scared of? What do you want YouTube to change? Like, this is your platform, man. As a YouTuber, what are you feeling? Oh, I'm I'm feeling fear, hopelessness, and just disdain for YouTube right now. Because I, it's it's been about a year since I posted my last video. I've had a lot going on and new new upgrades to technology and stuff. And so I have been on the cusp of returning and making more YouTube videos. But after seeing this, I don't know if I ever want to return to YouTube. Just not based off of the cat killing, not based off of the unfair strikes, but because what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Like nothing that I can do on the platform is, is ever going to be, I don't want to say like noticed, but it's never going to be right. I'm never going to get that fulfillment because this is not the same YouTube that I wanted to get into like 10 years ago. Sure. When I when I wanted to start YouTube, I was heavy into watching Markiplier. He looked like he had fun. YouTube looked like a safe, happy, healthy platform. I mean, it's the internet, so there's always toxicity wherever you go. Obviously. But... I don't, I don't know if I'll ever return to YouTube. And it, it makes me sad because that's where I wanted to start. And these problems just are not going to be fixed. They are going to continue to exacerbate. And I think Markiplier is going to probably get another strike in the future, along with many, many other people. So why would I return to a platform where I know there is no hope? Because that's what it boils down to. YouTube is losing its shit and there is no hope on this sinking ship. That That's terrible to feel so helpless, especially like uh, for a lot of people, you know, this is their livelihoods, like what Zach mentioned earlier. So to be on a platform, this is no different from having a shitty boss. You know, it's like having it's like having a super shitty boss with in completely unrealistic expectations. And you go to work every day feeling like no matter what you do, you can't win. That's what it sounds like to be a YouTuber. That's exactly it. I mean, over the past three to four years, all I have seen from Twitter and YouTube channels is people making videos and posts about how shitty YouTube is becoming and how directed their content creation is 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 going. You know, like they they are restricting and they're crushing the butterfly. You know, that metaphor that you made couple episodes ago JP they they got this butterfly and it's a beautiful thing you let go of it it's gonna fly away out of your hands but you hold it too tight you're gonna squish it into pulp and that is what they are doing to their content creators right now is squishing their platform into a fine messy pulp like I, uh, that's terrible like I said earlier the YouTube mm -hmm. gaming <laughs> <laughs> Zach with his interesting inserts. The the real tragedy amongst all of this, like I said earlier, is truly, I mean, for the content creators like you and so many others, that is terrible. But the gaming, the YouTube gaming community really does have a ton of influence over what happens in the rest of the gaming world. So this is something that affects the gaming community. Having that platform is important. I love being a podcaster. 
because I feel like I can really share my opinion here. Well, and not only that, but our podcast, although we are on a singular platform, is spread out to like tons, like almost 10 different podcasting services. With YouTube, there's not that option. All you got is YouTube. Precisely. And that's honestly half the problem. Because if there were somewhere else that these YouTubers could go, they jump ship in a minute. Oh, yeah. And like for me, I made YouTube videos when all of this controversy was still going on, but it was mainly directed at the little channels. So, you know, all of us little channels were living in fear, waiting for the day our next channel would be taken down. Okay, that's 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 fine. You know, you got to weed out some bad content. You got to try to build yourself up, whatever. But now that the platform is attacking their biggest creators, what hope does the little guy have? The, I guess really the last question we need to discuss is let's say I'm very cynical when it comes to YouTube right now. And to be honest, I have been for a long time. But let's say I really did believe that they were starting to listen and to listen to the creators and they wanted to improve in your opinion as a youtuber what's the line that youtube needs to meet between protecting other people's property and you know the viewer's safety and not treating its content creators like shit um well the very first step would be to take down the cat killing um if we're if if we're gonna have our videos removed for spongebob beating the shit out of mickey mouse yet somebody can get away with ritualistically sacrificing small animals where is the divide here like where is the consistency all the youtubers want is consistency you know flat guidelines that they're like cut and dry okay i can do this and i can use this but, but i can't do this and this is the same for if you've got 10 million subscribers or only 10 subscribers it, it all comes down to balance. They need to be fair. They need to remove actual graphic content because the cat killing videos have been reviewed several times at YouTube at the review team. And apparently the same people who decided that SpongeBob was too violent decided that cat killing is totally fine. And so for me to be at ease, for me to want to jump back into YouTube for these big content creators to be comfortable and at Zen with where they are in their career. There has to be guidelines that are, are put that are very easy to recognize and very fair, no matter how many subscribers you have. And that is all people want from YouTube. Consistency, I think is the big word there. Um, because amongst the YouTubers that I like to watch, um, Besides Markiplier, I'm also into like a lot of animation channels like The Odd Ones Out and Jaden Animations. I like looking at like animation commentary channels like Saber Spark is one of my favorites. Um, I watch a lot of like uh, computer building stuff from like Linus Tech Tips. Um, and almost all of those people have like either commented or made whole videos about like how shitty YouTube has been just with inconsistency alone that girlfriend reviews is a really great gaming channel that just sprung up within the last year uh hell even video game donkey you know so consistency you hit the nail on the head has got to be the number one thing what are the rules what do i have to follow because when they define the rules and i have read the guidelines because i don't want my channel to be banned 
I'm sure. It's so vague. They say, you know, no violent or graphic content. Okay, well, what is violent and graphic content? Is that SpongeBob beating the crap out of something or actual murder? Uh, I was going to say, apparently it's Scrat, Mickey Mouse, SpongeBob, and some guy in a dog costume beating the crap out of this guy in traffic, which, by the way, in my opinion, was hysterical. Oh, it's a really funny fake video. It's hilarious. Ugh, all of this is just, mm, it's infuriating. I'm so mad. <laughs> I know I know it is. I know it is. It's got to be. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm being as empathetic as I can right now because, like, I'm putting myself in your shoes. And if I woke up one day and my channel was just gone, which has happened to a lot of people who break these arbitrary guidelines, I'd be infuriated. I'd be sad. Well, one, I'd be mad with YouTube. I'd be sad because I felt like I just lost, you know, this thing I was super invested in. I don't even have to imagine if I woke up tomorrow and saw that Buzzsprout was banning our podcast, I'd be devastated. Yeah. Like, where do you go? How do you start from fresh? You know, we've worked so hard on this content that we've been creating for this. And I would be so unbelievably just sad if that happened to me. Okay. And here's a weird side note. Mm -hmm. My original... <laughs> My original channel that got banned is still visible. You can still watch every single video on that original channel, but I don't have access to it. I can't I can't do anything with it. Do they have ads on those videos? Um, I don't. Maybe there's ads. I haven't gone back and watched those videos. Those are really rough. I'm actually in a very weird roundabout way, kind of glad that that channel got banned because that once I started my new channel, it was so much better in content. I learned how to record, learned how to edit, and everything from my original channel was just raw and not not good. So that's kind of a silver lining, but still made me pissed nonetheless, because like I said before, there was no way to appeal. I looked and looked and looked, and they said the only way is if you are like, a business and we might review your case, but no, you're, you're just done. And I know this isn't the point at all in what you're trying to say, but even if it was rough video, I mean, as a YouTuber, you probably want to see where you started to how far you've come. Absolutely true fact, Jacksepticeye, the very first video he ever uploaded to YouTube was him doing a shitty solid snake impression to this picture of snake on the screen. That was his first ever video he ever uploaded to the Jacksepticeye channel. And it's- I had no idea that's hilarious. It, no, absolutely it is. It's 100% true. I watched, I like watched some Jacksepticeye video where he was like talking about where he came from and like where the channel used to be versus how far he's come. And it was a really inspirational video. Um, it's kind of, Markiplier is my favorite YouTuber, but I think I'd rather hang out with Jacksepticeye. He seems like he's got a lot more energy and a lot of random fun thoughts. Exactly. Like, I know Mark's more of an introvert, so I'd probably scare him off. Like, hi, how are you? <laughs> He'd be like, ah, hey, 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 take a few steps back there, bud. That'd probably be Mark. <laughs> Jack would yell even louder than me. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you know, just me practicing for the day I meet Markiplier and Jacksepticeye. Oh, those wet dreams are going to continue for you, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, I bought your tasteful news calendar, bud. You got to give me something. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of where we, we've been, how we got here, and kind of where we go. I mean, it's it's really hard to say where we're supposed to go from here, but 
YouTube has to make some changes and not in the direction that they have been changing. As kind of a final thought, I guess, before we close out on this video is I know it's all been doom and gloom. I really, even though I'm very, you know, like pessimistic when it comes to YouTube, I think there's good people over there. I think there really are people that want to see the best things happen for their content creators. I just think the interests for YouTube as a like marketing company and for business usually overshadows what the content creators need and want to have their expressive freedom used freely. I think it gets overshadowed by how much YouTube wants money. And at the end of the day, I think that's unforgivable. Yeah, because the people who are making you the money are these content creators and you're treating them like absolute shit. Yeah, you can't essentially fire the people who are critical to your income. I don't know, As a, I guess as a final thought before we kind of get out of here, it's just hashtag answer us YouTube. You know, I want a piece of that pie too. I want answer us, just, you know, tell talk to us. Tell us what you're gonna do to make this better. Cause I am sick of watching the content creators that I like to watch on YouTube and now a close friend of mine, I'm sick of hearing them be so sad and devastated all the time by this system that you have in place. I'm sick of it. I wanna see it change. Ooh, I do have a very, very quick solution to all of this that I just thought of. So YouTube's the monopoly, right? Well, Twitch is a close up and comer in the streaming department. Unfortunately for Twitch, they don't save videos. They only keep them on for like 90 days. But what if Twitch made a dual platform on its, on its website where you could take those recordings and upload them to an archive, essentially becoming YouTube? That's a great idea. I've got I've got a lot of problems with Twitch too, but I think <laughs> that's a story for another that day. That is a story for another day. Is I've got a lot of issues with Twitch and how they operate too, but we need a new system. All right, man. Well, I'm sorry to make you talk about all the negative stuff, but I mean, all of that being said, I mean, it's all for the interest of trying to make the platform better for people who like to create content. Because, because YouTube really started off as this beautiful thing, as did the entire internet, where people can make whatever they want, and it really leveled the playing field as far as who can create content and what they can create and what people are allowed to enjoy. And I want to get back to that point. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I'm glad I'm a podcaster. Podcasts are great. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, Zach. I've been here. I've listened. <laughs> Okay, so as someone who's coming in from the outside, do you have any questions before we wrap this up? Ah, just hate YouTube a little bit more. Yeah, that uh, I figured. Don't we all? All right, boys, in that case, are you ready to wrap this up? All right, let's get out of here. All right, well, thank you all so much for joining us on this very informative episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye.